Hello. We are live. We're back again. Mike and Andy. Are you were you ready to Mike nice, and Andy. Nice. Get the mood set, you know. Mike. I wanna welcome you guys back to another episode of Who's Up Next? Welcome! Welcome. I'm your host, Mike. I'm your other host, Aaron. Two <laughs> candles for two gems of a host. First, before we start, I want to make sure to let you guys know to like, comment, and subscribe. Please do that to start off. We thank you for coming back. Make sure you follow me, you know, Twitter, Instagram, at Next One's Mike. Stay in touch. What's your what's your handle? Let, let, let the fans know. It's Brad Kanat. B-R-I-G-H-T, like a light. Mm -hmm. And then Kanat's kind of weird. It's K-A-N-A-H. Thank you so much. Woo! Yes. Exactly. Giveaway winners. You feel me? They got some free stuff. People that keep this channel going. Keep it turning. But for today's episode of Who's Up Next, <clears throat> we have some pressing issues to get, uh, I think, ironed out. I remember last episode, if we want to recap, we uh, had a little bet, a little wager going uh, of some sort. UCLA, Stanford. Can you, I'll let you speak on what happened. All right, so this is what happened. So Mike and I, we rolled up to the game. Right, right. We were both excited we before were. the game started. Mm -hmm. Stanford got up quick, two to zero, mm -hmm. and I knew that it was gonna be our night. Things took a huge turn in the second half. First half, it was a good game. First half, Stanford was down by six. Uh-huh. Uh, what was Jalen Hands doing? Jalen Hands, you know. You made a good call, sir. Thank you. Uh, choosing him to have a great game. Jalen is very talented, and he was showing his talents in full throttle mm. on Thursday night. Mm. He had, what do you have, like 15? Yeah, over 15 points. Yeah, it's 15 and 6. Felt like 38 assists. It was, it was um, something else, definitely. But it was a close game until the second half, True. and then Stanford, we fell apart. We <sighs> broke down like a stripper in church, and wow. I was embarrassed a little bit. You felt that one? There was just too many dunk shots. Look, the huh, I probably saw at least 10, 10 to 12 dunk attempts. UCLA was on a mission to show that after their little transition of them losing their coach Steve, Steve Alford, after losing him, they're still they're ready to go. I feel like, you know, if we're really talking about Steve leaving, what can we say about coaches that, you know, have a system but don't adapt to their players what do you think they should adapt to their players or keep their system in line to continue what they've done throughout their coaching career at that school well first of all when the head coach is no longer the head coach or they're absent for whatever reason mm. if you play basketball you know this is just like when a substitute teacher comes in with the tv screen in front of the classroom True. you know it's, it's time, time to, to get lit time to go you got no schedule that sub can't tell you what to do get out of here bro it's a tv screen in the front mm. homework gonna have to wait wait so you know when something like that happens the cuffs they coming off Broken. they're coming off and yeah. you can go out there and you can play your game and that's clearly what ucla did because clearly. i've never seen so many dunk shots clearly. so they went out and they did their thing but when you're talking about players and systems this is a big subject. Mm, it is. It's a big subject. Definitely. Especially in college. Mm. Because a lot of these guys come in, 
They're the man at their school. Right. Or female. They're the woman at their school. They go in there and they have high hopes and expectations. And a lot of the times, the production is not there. And that can be a combination of either they're not you're not playing good mm-hmm. or you're in a system that's not allowing you to thrive and show your skill set. So, I think for coaches, it's important right. to know your system. Why? You got to have a system that you rock with and that you know works. So, if you want to picture like a bar... A bell graph, just like that, right? Right in the middle yeah. of that bell graph, that's your system. Right. You rock with that's your main thing. And your players, you want to recruit players that can play to that system. Now, every time or every now and then, every year, you're going to have players that adjust. Their strengths and weaknesses True. change. So you got to have a little bit of adaptability. And so that little trickle at the end there, Mike, mm-hmm. at the end of the yeah, that few percentages at the end. Yep. Yeah, so you got to be able to adapt and be like, okay. You know, Mike can't shoot like we thought he could, but we're going to have to figure out a way to get him to the cup. Right, right. You know, so you, you got to have a system. You got to rec- re- recruit players that are going to help your system thrive. And so I think it's a big part of players adapting to the system. But that is dependent on the coach recruiting those players accordingly. That nice. Makes sense. I like that one. Um, I truly think that the biggest thing a coach messes up on is when they are not willing to change. Players are gonna come every year. You want the best players. You want the players that are gonna give you the best chances to win. Are those players are gonna get you to where you need to be? Yeah. I, I don't think you're that good of a coach. I mean, if we're talking about Steve Alford, I feel like he kept his system to what he knew it should be. I mean, mm-hmm. at least in his mind. They weren't very happy with that. And they weren't yeah. very happy with the fact that he didn't see that he has NBA talent. When you talk about Jalen Hands, Moses Brown, Chris Wilkes, well, you you have countless people on that team that are NBA prospects, and you're not able to yeah. you know conform to what they're doing or what they have to offer. They were stifled. They were held back in the system. The chains yeah. were still here. They weren't off. Yeah. They were here. I really I feel like there's some players right now that have that freedom and that are doing exactly what we're talking about. One player that would be is Ja Morant. Hmm. <laughs> That kid is on a mission right now. When I say he's hoping and it make and it looks like it's high school ball to him, mm-hmm. it looks too easy. And his coach is letting him do what he needs to do. He has free reign to go out there and hope. And right now, even it's a, even though he's at a mid major or lower, if you if some people may think he's going to be an NBA pro, he's an oh, NBA yeah. prospect. He's six three one seventy. So that means I'm doing more push ups than him right now. And he's not that tall. I might even be able to body him a little bit. Okay. But, dude, he's averaging freaking 23 points, 53% shooting. Centers don't shoot that well. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I really don't understand it. I mean, John Moran's putting on a show every night. He just had 34 the other night. I mean, he, he's doing things that people honestly right now just aren't doing behind the back passes, behind the back he's fake flashy. passes. I love he's watching that. He's hot saucing them. I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> well, no, I, I thank you guys for watching, for listening, and everything like that. Make sure you guys tune in. Like I said, every Monday we'll have your update of highlighted players that we will Get your week be featuring. Right. Get your week started right, man. Listen to my guy, A.A. Ron, and myself on here. Next one's Mike, you feel me? And just, you know, check us out. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, follow.
do everything you can do and just stay tuned man because the next ones is on the rise and your players are on the rise thank you thanks